0: I'm sure you've all had at least one experience in your life where your perspective on the very same thing changed over time. So for all those of you that are parents of multiple children, is the way that you started raising your first child the same as the way that you started raising your third child? Perfect example for my family, when my mom retired, her, one of her tasks to do in retirement was to clean out the photo albums. So, she collected all the ones that she wanted to keep and then packaged up all of the ones that belonged to us four kids for us to take to our own homes and out of hers. So, one Sunday family dinner, we showed up and they were sitting on the dinner table, and there was my stack, my brother's stack, my sister's stack, and my youngest brother's stack. Perspective changes in terms of what was important at the time. With the first child, you want to capture everything because every moment matters then different things matter when you have more children. Or you can even think of it in kind of the workforce. If you've ever kind of worked your way up in a company, or even if it was working your way up on the farm within school, perspective changes in terms of dealing with the problems of the workplace. From, let's say, a student to a teacher to an administrator to a superintendent, perspective changes as you get further and further up that so-called ladder. Why? Because the more that we are part of a quote-unquote bigger picture, the more we see things that others can't. And when we do that, the way that we deal with all of the different things that fall underneath that bigger picture changes. Naturally so. This is true in our faith as well that we tend to have one perspective on our life of faith. And if that's the only perspective that we ever incorporate into our life of faith, we can be blinded to many things. That's not the way that we approach our life of faith as Catholics. It's part of the reason that we allow ourselves to be part of the life of the church. Because when we do that, we're allowing the perspectives of many time periods, And cultures and peoples and places to shape and inform the way that we pray, the way that we understand God, and the way that we are called to be Christians in the world. It's not just my perspective of these things. It's the reason why one of the teachings of the church is called sensus fidelium, which means the sense of the faithful. And what it teaches is that if all the people of God collected together on earth, that would be the Pope down to every lay person, when we agree on something of faith and morals, we cannot be wrong. Because when we share that perspective together, as St. Paul says in Letter to the Romans, the Holy Spirit is working through all of us. And so when we come together to allow our perspectives to be shaped by each other into one goal, Our belief is that God will not let us err in that way. All those perspectives coming together is the closest that we can come to knowing God's real will and truth in our life. It's why somebody who's discerning to be a priest never just one day comes and says, ordain me a priest because I'm ready and I want to. For a man to become a priest, it takes the bishop, It takes the priests at the seminary on the formation team. It takes his peers at the seminary. It takes the people from the parish that he is serving in for a year during his internship. And it takes the person, the man himself. All of those things have to coalesce in order for a man to be called by God to the priesthood. To the point where at the ordination of a priest, the bishop asks all of the people present do you deem him to be worthy and he waits for their response before he gives the sacrament of holy orders to this man it's important for all those things to come together because an individualized perspective makes us childish right just think of yourself as a child or your children when parents make a decision for one child versus another child it's well, that's not fair Because I didn't get what that child got. So it's not fair. But what parent is going, I really want to be unfair to my kids. I really want to spoil this one and I really want this one to suffer. No parent approaches it like that. They're trying to be fair. That's why there's difference. The same reality can exist in our life of faith. And probably the hardest one for us to grapple with is the problem of evil which is why Jesus tells the parable of the weeds among the wheat today. The hardest thing for us to grapple with in our life as Christians is why would an all-loving and an all-good God allow this evil? That's unfair. That shouldn't happen. And it's fine to question, and we should question, and we should wrestle with it, but at the end of the day, we are children of our Heavenly Father. And the perspective of God over all of his creation will always be different than ours. Which is why we require that obedience of faith saying, I will never understand, but I trust in my heavenly father who desires my good. That's what we heard from the book of wisdom in our first reading today. There is no God besides you, Lord, whose care is for all people to whom you should prove that you have not judged unjustly. Your sovereignty over all causes you to spare all. This is the perspective of God. So, often from atheists, what they'll point out is, why did God allow the Second World War and the Holocaust during the Second World War? Why didn't he stop that? Well, in order for him to stop that evil he would have had to negate the free will of everyone who enacted that holocaust. He would have had to deny all of those his children the gift that he gave them from the beginning in order to bring up these children and their free will. God is not partisan. God has created all peoples. And so from his perspective, he is looking for the salvation of all people. He's not looking to create a camp of the damned and a camp of the saved. He's looking to redeem all of his creation, as we heard last Sunday. How does he do that? I don't know. Why does it happen in that way? I don't know. Why does he let the weeds grow among the wheat? Because what happens is if the weeds, I'm not a good gardener or farmer, But I'm pretty sure if you let the weeds grow among the wheat, that means the wheat is going to suffer because it's not going to get the same amount of sunlight, it's not going to get the same amount of nutrients because it's competing with the weeds. But he allows it until harvest time and then separates them. We will never gain that perspective on our own, which is why we live our Christian life in the life of the church, And it's one of the main reasons why our life of prayer is so important. Because it is only in our life of prayer that we can start to see the world through God's eyes. It's one of the main reasons why we pray. One of the main reasons why we pray is so that by God's grace, through the Holy Spirit interceding for all of the saints according to the will of God, as St. Paul says in his letter to the Romans today, we can slowly come to see ourselves and others and the things of the world through the perspective of God. This is our challenge in the Christian life. It's normal to wrestle with that struggle. But I think it's important in humility and in childlikeness to be willing to acknowledge that in ourselves from time to time. That sometimes, rather than being a small child, who looks to their parents for all the answers. Instead, sometimes when it comes to God, we're more like stubborn teenagers, where we think we have all the answers and we're going to tell God what the right way for things to happen is. We all do it. So don't think any of you, me included. But this is the invitation. and This is the challenge in our prayer. But we do it together. Because coming to know God's will in the world is never something that happens individually. It's the reason why Jesus brings his apostles together and he shares with them, shares with them the insight into the parables so they can begin to know together as the community of disciples what is the will of God through Jesus Christ. And so we come back again and again and we wrestle with the unknown, we wrestle with the parables that don't seem to make sense, but always trusting what wisdom tells us, that God's care is for all people and that his sovereignty is to spare all.